la 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 Gotta do a cold open first. Off the cuff cold open. I thought you always just pulled a cold open from somewhere in the middle of the recording. Nah, nah, nah. I I thought I said I'm an entertaining piece of shit like halfway through last week's episode. But you, you did you last week. to the front. Yeah, you did last week, but yeah. the other weeks I didn't. So we got to come up with something before things so we have a backup cold open. We could just use this. Abortion? La 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 Episode four. I'm yes. Rory Egan, and across from me is Colonel McGonagall for his first ever episode. No, no, no. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. I had a whole bit ready, okay? Yeah, but you introduce all the episodes. Yeah, but I had a bit ready for this one. Well, can, we can we can do it next week. Oh, fine. Okay. By the time we had some equality in here. Oh, oh, excuse me. We have plenty to discuss today as us two white guys on a podcast, and it's all music related as... As we tend to do on this show, we're going to have a bit of hot and fresh news. Hot we're going to be fridge. very hot and fresh. Yes, I said it wrong. Kuno said it right. Yes, we have an album was. review coming up. It's Burner Boy's new album, Love Damini. We've got a few gigs and festivals to look at. Then we have Did You Listen to That Thing I Asked You to Listen To, based off of an inside joke me and Kunal have, which we will explain to you further on, because the no. joke is funnier when we explain it. No, I told you. We're not a comedy podcast. Yeah, We're but not you change your policy every anymore. week. No, I changed it last week. And I'm sticking with the new policy. We're not allowed to explain inside jokes because explaining them makes them funnier. We're a music podcast, not a comedy podcast. Right. Well, basically, me and Cuddle sent each other shit and we listened to it and we'll talk about it. We did. We've got a few other little jokes coming at us as well, you know, as we do. Start off with a bit of news. We've got new music, as we do every single week. July, oh, yeah. I usually find to be a bit of a fallow month. What do you mean by fallow? Fallow is an agricultural term. You know, oh. it's used for fields, which is when they spend a year not growing any crops so that they can mm. regenerate all their minerals and that it's not being overexploited. Glastonbury also uses it as a term for when the years happen that they do not hold the festival. They call it a fallow year okay. to kind of preserve the farm. Like every couple of years, there won't be a Glastonbury. Do you know what I prefer though? What? A phallic year. Ha, 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 ha. You are <laughs> so funny, Connell. Oh, yeah. You are so funny. Coming um, in with the dick jokes. Hell yeah. yeah. So I usually tend to find July to be a bit of a fallow month. There's not usually as much new music coming out as in other months. It tends to really ramp up again when kind of August, September comes along. But we still have a little bit of a little bit of stuff coming out, don't we? We do. Yeah, we, we got some really nice stuff coming out. We'll start with the singles, I guess. Mm-hmm. Matt O from Tebby Rex released Sony. Love you, Matt. Love you, Matt. Matt O'Wheel. Love you. Lovely guy. Yes. What do we think? Have you listened to it? It's very fun. It mm. sounds kind of patriarchal, but not in a condescending patriarchal way. I suppose because it's called mm. Sonny. And yeah. it sounds like he's talking to his son. He doesn't have a son yet, does he? No. Um, not as far as we know. Matt, if you want to confirm or deny this, let us know. We haven't had any denial from Matt just yet. No, we <laughs> as haven't. As to whether or not he has a son. No. Matt? I hate to break it to you, I'm your son, if you're listening. <laughs> but yeah, it is a very fun song. Mm. I really like the lyrics for it, actually. Mm. The lyrics were just very smooth, flowed very well, really nice rhyming scheme. 
and I had it bopping around in my head while I was reading other things. Yeah. I was reading them in the rhythm of Sonny. Oh, yes. So, yeah, I always find that sometimes if a song sticks with me that I end up just reading random words in the form of that song. Nice. Yeah. So, come on, Matt. Go on, Matt. You made me sing random words in the style of your song. Sonny. Yeah, Cunnell read his email from Revenue in the style of Sonny. Oh, yeah. He Home read taxes. the back of his box of rice in the style of Sonny. Where do you get a box of rice? Get in a bag of rice. You can get boxes of rice. But the rice, what if there was a hole in the box and I went through a corner? That's something for engineers to work out. That's not something we need to answer for. What if the bag bag. gets a tear in it? Yeah, but it's easier to not get a tear in the bag because of the material that the bag's made out of. Whereas a box would be heavier. I'm just trying to love Matt here, (laughs) Connell. And I'm talking about the big issues. (laughs) (laughs) Which Hmm. is the format in which you buy your rice. Yeah, Yeah, buy bags. Great song. Great song. Come on, Matt. Come on, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. As well as that, we had music from S.G. Lewis. Yes. What did you think of S.G. Lewis's new songs, those being Missing You and Something About Your Love? I'm a big S.G. Lewis fan. I've been a fan of his for a while, from when he started off with very sultry synths. And then he worked into like a disco dance album, which came out about a year ago, a little, maybe close to a year and a half ago. Now these are the first two singles. It's a double A side from whatever the second album is going to be. Lots of people will know S.G. Lewis as someone who composed the music and produced Hallucinate by Dua Lipa. One of the most praised songs on the album Future Nostalgia. And any Claro fans will know him for two songs that he did with her, Better and Throw Away. And on his debut album, he had Channel Trez, he had Robin, he had Lucky Day, and he had Niall Rogers all featuring, which I think is very, very impressive. That's really good. <laughs> and yeah. he's produced and written for a lot of artists. He does DJing is kind of mainly what he does, DJing and producing. He's not really a singer, even though he is the one singing on these two songs and he sings kind of on some of them. I don't really go to his songs for hard-hitting lyrics. He does have some very good lyrical lines, but I'm there because he makes something for me to dance to. Yeah. Something that actually sounds good in my ears. I care so much more about the syllables of the words sounding good than I do about the words having meaning when I listen to him, mm-hmm. if that makes sense Yeah. in I, any way. I didn't know about him before, yeah. so because I don't really pay a massive amount of attention to who the producers are on a track. Yeah. I notice it sometimes, say, if there's an artist that I've heard before and I've heard them singing usually that is also a producer and is producing some kind of track that they're doing with somebody else, Yeah. then I'll notice it. But apart from that, I don't really seek out producers yeah. when I listen to music. So I had never heard of S.G. Lewis before you yeah. recommended S.G. Lewis's music to me. And I really liked it. It was really nice. Yeah, Very they're good. really fun. They're good for Very summer. Good he obviously has made a lot more stuff, just his, his own work, and he's produced for Mabel, GEZ. He produced the lead single off Mo's new album, and funny story, the one year that Mo wasn't my number one artist on Spotify rapped was S.G. Lewis. Mm. That was 2019, when he released three, he released three EPs like six months apart from each other, all to be a different part of a night out. So the first one was called Dusk, the next one was called Dark, and the last one was called Dawn, and Dawn is my favourite, but... Yeah, I'm really excited to see what comes from this. 
And you were saying that there's an album on the way. There is an album on the way. He hasn't explicitly said it, okay, but he's but we, kind of cryptically said it. But we don't have an idea of the timeline. No idea of a time or a name or other tracks, but he'll have some absolute gold on the way. Good to know. After that, we have two new albums. I don't know if you've listened to either of them. I have not. You have not. Well, I'm going to mention them. Wasteland by Brent Fias. Absolutely lovely. I really like the skits in it as well. I love skits in rap albums. The skits in this are very dark. Oh. Yeah, it's just one of those things that you're not expecting it to to get that dark, but it does. And he, and he goes there. Ooh. He really does. Interesting. So, Wasteland by Brent Fias. Really like that. I like the skits mainly. The music itself is good. It's not amazing, but it is still good. Then the second album that I want to mention is Heard You Got Love by Jeremy Loops. And I love it so much. Love this guy. By the way, Jeremy Loops, South African artist. And I checked our stats on Anchor. Apparently, we have a listener in South Africa. How's it going in South Africa, listener? Yup, South Africa. Hope you're doing well. If you want to attach a letter to a pigeon, make sure it gets here. Yeah. We'd love to know. That'd be great. Yeah. What else do we have? Well, I'm just going to say, Heard You Got Love by Jeremy Loops. Top-notch stuff. And this is how you write a love album. It's really good because it's a mixture of different kinds of love. Oh, he's adding someone here. (laughs) Oh, I know I was really harsh on Paolo last week on Paolo Nutini's new album. And I was looking back. Well, I was listening back to the episode. Mm. And I realized that I was just getting a bit angry about it. Well, I decided to look at some reviews as well online of the album just to see what other people were saying. And I was getting four stars and stuff, which sort of surprised me. Yeah. I had a bit of a think about it. And I'm standing by what I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. hey, one day we're going to get Emily Carroll in here and you guys are going to debate it. Because yeah, she was yeah. not happy about she it. She was not happy on Twitter with me. On that note, when you were talking about the songs were kind of being the same over and over again. And yes. the same with like Drake's album. Yes. I, to an extent, got what you meant. And on another wavelength, I didn't get what you meant. Mm. But I did something in the last week that I've been getting told to do for over a year. Many people have very strong feelings about the fact that I had not done this. And I finally listened to Olivia Rodrigo's album. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think? I have been told by a lot of people, they were like, you need to listen. People have been very shocked that I don't haven't listened to just because I like pop music. And I was like, that doesn't mean I listen to every single pop artist there is out there. I do my best, but I listen to other genres as well. (laughs) But I finally listened to it and I'm going to get cancelled for this, but I was quite underwhelmed by it. Underwhelmed again, using the same word. Yeah. Okay, I won't say that. (laughs) Disappointed. Okay. Based on how much attention and adulation people give her. I have nothing against her as a person, but I was starting to feel, I mean, it was quite publicised what people were saying the album and the songs were about. It was about like her co-star on one of the Disney shows, like breaking up with her and then getting with another cast member Mm. on that same show. By the time we got to track number six, which was Good For You, which I think was a bit overplayed last summer. By that point, I was thinking, come on, like get over it. You can write songs about this to your heart's content, but it can only take so many songs about this on one album. There are some moments of absolute gold on this album. Driver's License, for such a big song, I'd only listened to it a few times and it's great. And there are a few other good songs. I really like One Step Forward, Three Steps Back, Hope You're Okay and Favourite Crime. But overall, I was let down by the album. But she had enough in there to keep me interested for the next album. 
Okay. Enough to keep me interested to see if she'll take a big step up for the next one. It's your first album. And she definitely recouped her advance, so they're going to give her another album. Oh, yeah. She easily recouped her advance. Yeah, so the label are going to let her make another album, and I'm very interested to see if she builds upon it. That'd be good to see. Sorry, I turned this into another album review. (laughs) No, that's okay. Well, I was just going to say two things. First off, Pelanutini, so that thing that I was saying about standing by what I said. Yeah. The reason that I stand by what I said is because I know what Perlo is capable of in terms of his older music, and that's why I mentioned his older music. Yeah. And in comparison to his older music, none of the songs in this stood out to me. It just felt a bit nothing. Mm. That said, the use of instruments, I thought, was quite nice at times. And because of that, I'm going to give it a 5.5 out of 10. I would say a 5 out of 10, but if I had to go with stars and do like the out of 5 stars then I'd lean more towards the three stars, so it'd be the six, Yeah. than I would a two, because it was barely above base average. It was a 5.5. I give Sarah a 6.5. Going back to the second thing, which is Heard You Got Love by Jeremy Loops. The songs in it are just fantastic. There's a really nice mixture of things there, really nice use of instruments, and I got tickets to his live show in Dublin, which is going to be my third time seeing him. I'm very excited for that. But as well as that, one of the songs, which was released a while ago as a single, it's called This Town, has Ladysmith Black Mambasso as a feature, mm. who also features on Love Damini. Nice little link. Yeah, nice little link there. But before we go to that link, we've got to mention one last little bit of hot and spicy news. Hot and fresh, as the chef would say. Not me, the chef. Yes. The news chef. Channel Orange turned 10 recently. And it's back in the charts. Yo! Come on, Frank. Go on, Franco. And hey, where's the new album, Frank? Give us some new music. And can you ring Rihanna while you're at it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank Ocean Rihanna collab. Has that happened already? No, but imagine. That would be that would be fun. He's done. He's a lot of fun. He, the Frank Ocean Beyonce collab has already happened. Mm. But yeah, Frank Ocean and Rihanna. Start ringing each other. I know you're in a WhatsApp group somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Album review time. We have Burna Boy with Love Damini. Yes. Came out last week. What did you think, Connell? I enjoyed this album. It wasn't amazing. I feel like there wasn't enough of a challenge for him in it, for Burna Boy. He played it a bit safe on a lot of the tracks. I thought that he could do a lot more with his voice than he was doing in most of those tracks. There were some tracks where it just came through and... It was fantastic and lyrically as well similar thing that he went a little bit too easy on some of the tracks and then came in banging on on one or two i know i i tend to love the start and the end of a lot of albums it was the first track and the last track were my two favorites okay apart from that there were some bits that i picked up but then it fell off again and it fell into that playing it safe sort of attitude that i wasn't a massive fan of that said the sound of it was very nice and it is the kind of thing that I would put on in the background if I was chatting with friends. I wouldn't listen to this much on my own, but if it's there in the background or if I heard it live, I think I'd like it a lot more. Yeah, I agree with most of what you're saying there. Now, another thing for me, I don't speak Yoruba. So there were do I. A cer- there were a handful of the songs that I didn't feel like I could write any notes or much of an opinion on purely because I couldn't understand them. And that's that's fine. I'm not someone who speaks Yoruba, so maybe I'm not supposed to, but... I, I tried listening to Anverano Sinti by Bad Bunny, and very similar deal. 
I was relying a lot on Genius when listening to this album. Not going to lie. But there were a fair few songs that reading kind of the Genius annotations really helped me make sense of it, especially when I don't speak the language. So I'm trying to think, what songs did I enjoy? I'm going to leap into it. There were also lines that I really liked. Like I loved in Glory where he said, I stick around like herpes. I ain't letting up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. Um, I love uh, Cloak and Dagger featuring Jay Huss because I'm a bit of a fan of Jay Huss. I really loved his album Common Sense, which Burna Boy features on. And that song is about enemies praying for his downfall. And then Jay Huss talks about being a trailblazer himself and he talks about how people will copy him but then pretend like they didn't so he said now everybody Ray Charles Stevie Wonder and I was like I love that line I, I really really like that I like that line too um, I also liked just in terms of the sound with the instruments there I like the mixed influences that were coming through a bit there was a bit yes. of Spanish guitar I think yes in there somewhere that I thought sounded really nice and it worked really well with what else what was, was there doing. I also enjoyed Tony Ann Singh with Popcorn mm. and Tony Ann Singh was a Jamaican singer who won Miss World and I loved the line it's just kind of like I love you sort of song see there is a fair few songs in a row that basically are just saying you're cool and we have good sex let's keep doing that casually mm. and it was getting a bit old especially by the time I reached Solid with Blast and Kalani and I'm a huge Kalani fan it wasn't her best work but it was nice to have a female voice but in the song before it Tony and Singh where they're kind of saying that one of the lines in Popcorn's chorus is me love you like me savings <laughs> I just think that's a really funny line Popcorn's gas Popcorn is really funny what else did I I really liked the song Whiskey and especially that it's spelled the Irish way I love you Scotland but the fact that they wrote it the Irish way that was one of my highlights um, in that album as and, well yeah I loved how he mixed everyday sounds in at the start with the woman's voice it sounded like they were in a restaurant or something I'm not entirely sure but it was a very jazzy musical element to it because it's about it's about the environment mm. in Port Harcourt where he's from it's a big oil producing area and the oil has had some ecological impacts mm. and there was a big spike in soot in the air in early 2022 so you you see them talking about cars being completely black driving around they talk about how they're not breathing fresh air how they're constantly coughing now I didn't understand the chorus I'm fairly sure it was, again, in Yoruba. But the verses were really good and there's kind of people praying for rain and it just doesn't come. It's quite sad as a song, but mm. I liked the way it was made. Same here. I thought that was a, a nice highlight from the album for me. When I mentioned the start and the finish, Glory, the line, this is my story, is just a really nice it way is. of introducing the album and it sort of eases us in. And I like just in general throughout the album, I saw it in Science. You mentioned Whiskey there just using random instruments and sound effects in science there was the wee wall i don't know was it burner boy himself or was it a backup singer but there was a singer doing that wee wall sound in the background that sounded really good a lot of the use of backup singers was really good as well in last last the chanting there was mm. quite nice i felt like the album as a whole could have been tighter though solid or roller coaster vanilla wild dreams i feel like a lot of that could have been cut down to something a bit shorter yeah it felt a few tracks too many as an album it's long like it's 19 tracks it's an hour flat yeah one of the songs that stood out to me though just in my notes was different size i didn't really get it i didn't like it but it stood out because first of all he remixed squid game in it uh. and the lyrics make the song feel a bit jokey i feel like this could have been a skit 
and not a full song it could mm. have been done in the space of a minute to a minute and a half it did not need to be a full song album yeah i really enjoyed the lead single last last this one is slightly different in that it's not in yoruba it's in pidgin english last last translates to eventually and it's a breakup song what's funny is when i started listening to the album i think i have to stop after like four or five songs to go do something else and I was like, I have to walk somewhere. I want my attention to be on the album. So while I was walking, I put on some Stefflon Don, who I'm a big fan of. That's when I realized when I came back and I was looking at Last Last, I was like, oh shit, yeah, they were going out. This is a breakup song about Stefflon Don. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny. Like he shouts out where he's from, but like it's cl- he's clearly sad in the song, but he just, the chorus just talks about needing weed and alcohol to get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of comical to an extent. There was a song like that in Wasteland as well called Addiction. Because I listened to one just after the other, the two ran kind of similar lyrically. Yeah. What did you think of For My Hand? Because that, to me, it felt like a bit of an outlier that it was more of an Ed Sheeran song than a Burna Boy song. Yeah, I thought Ed Sheeran was an interesting choice of feature. They are aware of each other because they've worked before on Own It by Stormzy. I didn't really like the song. I would kind of agree with you that it was more Ed Sheeran-y and even then it's not even Ed Sheeran's best work. I feel like it could be a nice summer festival like live show hit. Well, Ed Sheeran did bring him out at Wembley to sing it. Okay, fair Before enough. the album came out. But I feel like that works, but listening to it on my own in my headphones, it didn't give me the same feeling as it would if I was seeing it live. I just yeah. did not really like it yeah. all that much on my own. It just made me think of seeing it live. Mm-hmm. And I thought in that moment, yeah, it would work. Yeah, it could be fun. I really liked Wild Dreams. Haven't heard anything from Khalid in a while. But there's kind of a bit of, I suppose, a bit of like humility in it. It's a bit anthemic. Common Person, I also really liked. Again, like bringing in humility. It's quite sweet. And it's a good antidote to some of the more audacious moments on the album. And he's not even the most audacious of yeah. I thought common person People out there. I thought common person was quite dreamy as well. Yeah. In terms of the music. Yeah. And Wild Dreams was a bit like that too. You know, obviously it's about dreaming big. And they talk about how, you know, if I don't believe in myself, how can I expect anyone else to believe in me? Talk about how they won't be being a sob story, you know, the lows will make the highs even sweeter. And then at the end, the song Love Damini. Yeah. I thought that was banging. It was a very nice close very powerful lyrics and he knew not to put instruments in as well mm. I thought that, that worked really well just even in terms of all the regrets that he's going through with that that it felt a lot more genuine than some of the other songs on the on the album as a whole yeah so I thought it was a great finish to it. and he ends on him just saying love Damini yeah it was nice sort of signing off a letter that it yeah. sounded really good it's a grand album a it's, few tracks too many that feel yes. the same yeah absolutely it definitely could have been tighter but I would listen to another album if he put a bit more of a challenge to himself for the production end of things definitely yeah for sure thumbs up not like a mad raving thumbs up yeah but a thumbs up but still thumbs up yeah yes. absolutely next up gigs and festivals yup the boys we have two things here in the gigs and festivals mm-hmm. first off Westlife we're in the Aviva yeah, they were making a their 15th grand return of their career. <laughs> and they played two nights in the Aviva, which, that's pretty cool. It's mm. pretty good. I mean, they've typically always played Crow Park. So it's interesting to see that they were in the Aviva. But I don't know what 
I was most excited about was that Solite was opening for them. Because I was like, yup, Soleil, yup, the independent artists and people hustling to the ground. And we've spoken before on this podcast about people gatekeeping stuff, especially when we were talking about Kate Bush. And again, I don't like to gatekeep or I actively try not to be a gatekeeper, but I will shamelessly gatekeep Love Tonight by Soleil. (laughs) (laughs) Because I heard that song like a year before it came out. And I kid you not, within 15 seconds, I was like, this is the song that's going to change your life. Mm. And it did. It became a huge song all over the radio, played every single night on the Love Island ads. It got nominated for Song of the Year and it made so many more people aware of her. And I saw when I saw on social media videos from the show, the amount of videos I saw when she was like, okay, here's my last song and Love Tonight starts playing, you hear someone in the background going, oh, I love this song. <laughs> uh, so that was great. He, they also had the Sugar Babes. That would be banging. I didn't even notice it all that much in terms of that they were there. I felt like Westlife, that there would have been more of a more of a buzz around Dublin yeah. in general from it that I just didn't notice. So it kind of, what's it, it went over my head a bit that they were even playing. But it is great that they brought in Soleil because I love it when when you get those mainstream artists that I don't massively like, like Westlife, I mean, they're fine, you know? Yeah. It's uh, a bit of fun when they come on on a night out. Like, Yeah, exactly. They're, they're a bit of crack. But <coughs> when you get those mainstream artists playing massive live shows, it is great that they bring in somebody else to show some of that newer music that is coming through. And that's <coughs> great to see with Soleil. I didn't even realize that Sugar Babes had played as part of that as well I, yeah they were the other support act and in my head I'm like okay everyone knows the sugar babes mm. so it's not like they're really establishing themselves but that's mm. just something fun to, to have there Absolutely. everyone would enjoy it they, maybe they're going on tour themselves around the UK and Ireland and Europe soon and this was like a warm up who knows they were at Glastonbury as well doing what every other artist from that era is doing and doing what they're like fifth goodbye tour or something like that. <laughs> I feel like Elton John always does that. It's like, <laughs> he's had about like 10 goodbye yes. tours <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so yeah, they're probably doing the same. Yeah. Also on our gigs and festivals news, I've, I have not heard of this artist. Yes. H? H. H. And it's because his name is Harrison. So it's like how an English person would say the letter H. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, so he's been killing it lately. He does hip hop. He's had great songs like Baby earlier this year. And at the moment, he's doing a lot with 1989. And his first album, Close to Home, is out in the middle to the end of August, the 19th of August. He's also playing the Olympia. And they've just added a second night because the first night sold out in a few hours. So, good on you, H. He's doing pretty well. Fair play to you, H. And he, seem, and like, he seems really nice across all the rappers you see. So, I can see the second night selling out. That's, When's that on? He was playing the 3rd of October, and that sold out, so now he's playing the 1st of October as well. Okay. So, if you like a bit of rap, go out and see H. How much are the tickets? They're from €32. Euro. Okay, cool. Rory, did you listen to that thing I asked you to listen to? I did. I asked you to listen to Peach Fuzz by Mm. KMD. Yes. What did you think? I have a lot of thoughts. It's a very clever concept. I don't think I managed to listen to it for long enough to understand everything in it. That's not a bad thing. Because, you know, it takes a lot of layers to peel. Not just a lot of layers to peel, a lot of words to decode. (laughs) Yes. Because they're talking very fast for the guts of four minutes. Well, the song is four minutes 
and mo- there's a lot of kind of not interludes but little moments where they're just kind of like chit-chatting away and joking and stuff but when they're actually spitting they're talking fast of course I read it with lyrics in front of me and I still couldn't catch it all <laughs> <laughs> but I, I quite liked it I liked the use of female voices mm-hmm. to give a mocking tone to a repetition of the title so like the basic concept if I'm correct is that they're very young and they're struggling to be taken seriously the kind of central image of them portraying that not being taken seriously is people making fun of their starter stash yes and they're kind of like start i mean you told me that much last week that peach fuzz is meant to be an image of like your first bits of facial hair where it's like peach fuzz and so yeah there's a lot of female voices going peach fuzz peach fuzz yeah and and a little giggling as well yeah and i like how that clearly is not only to reference what probably women or girls were saying to them at the time but also how people probably would have treated them in the industry Mm. and not taken them seriously but also one of them grew up to be mf doom which is great which I'm fairly sure you told me last week, but if you did, I forgot about it because I learned it in decoding the song. (laughs) Yeah, I did tell you about that last week. There was a certain point that was reached in the second verse with Onyx that I was like, okay, the production needs a bit of variation here because it's been the same for the entire song. So maybe some little change, maybe you could add a little bit of melody in the background or maybe the verse could have been a bit shorter that I felt something does need to change here but other than that i really enjoyed it i enjoyed the comparison of pigeon and pelican in one of the verses where like he says that he's a pigeon you know he's underfed he's picking at crumbs as opposed to the big shots in the industry who are fat pelicans overall i I enjoyed the song cool and even that thing that you were mentioning that maybe bringing in a melody or shortening the verse this was their first album yeah and they're they were teenagers when they released this yeah that's another thing i mentioned last week one of them was 17 and another was 19. So yeah. to release a full album at that age is an incredible feat. So I would just see that as a small thing that they could have improved on at the time. Yeah. Obviously, that was years ago. This is from the 90s. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not trying to advise KMT <laughs> right now. But looking back on it now, I'm just going, I can't believe that they did this. Yeah, exactly. their first album. And that's the point I was getting at when I said, I can't wait to hear Olivia Rodrigo's second album. Mm. I'm like, it's your debut. I don't see the hype entirely, but I'm interested to see what happens next and if she builds upon it. So if I was a listener of theirs at the time, I probably would have said some of the same things that I said about Olivia Rodrigo's album. I'd be thinking what's coming next, you know, now that they have an album done. Because in a way, your first album is your whole life up to that point. Yes. And your second album is what has happened since the first album. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you liked it. I did enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Again, it wouldn't be the sound or the general type of thing I'd listen to, but I liked, I liked it. I wouldn't mind if someone could genius annotate more of the lyrics so that I could understand more of the kind of imagery and references that they put in there. Because I would love to understand more of it. Like literally understand the lines. I understand the broad scheme of things. That was it overall. Connell, did you listen to that thing I asked you to listen to? I did. You did! I did. Secrets from a Girl Who's Seen It All by Lord. From Solar Power. Yes. I've heard bits of Solar Power here and there before. I never listened to it fully. You're all the welcome. Way through <laughs> as an album, I will get to listening to it all the way through as an album. I haven't done it yet. I'm sorry. You look so disappointed. <laughs> no, I, di- I didn't expect you to. I do have one other song that I really want to get you to listen to. And I, in my head, I'm like, if you can just listen to that one, I will be doing well. Well, I liked Secrets from a Girl. We did it, Joe. 
I thought the lyrics were really well put together. It was obviously sort of a very, very soft melody throughout the song. So I wasn't expecting that much of a change to the form or anything, but then it sort of changed partway through. I think two thirds of the way through, there was a bit of a dip, which I quite liked. The lyrics were just really nice and that use of the air hostess yes. as well. Robin. Clever. Yeah, there's a lot here about as you're growing up and realizing that you are a person in your own right, that you don't have to be defined by everybody else around you. And part of that whole thing with grief and realizing what grief was, I think that sort of came through in that line that mm. uh, remember what you thought was grief before you got the call. On that note of grief, the next few lines after that are also about it and... I particularly like that little bit where she goes, baby girl, no one's going to feel the pain for you. You're going to love again. So just try staying open. And when the time comes, you'll fall. And the mm. fact that she like threw harmonies in there to kind of emphasize the line, because that whole second verse is about her dog dying. The dog that she loved so much. <laughs> it's a really nicely written song. I prefer the lyrics to the melody, mm-hmm. I think, throughout a lot of it. I thought the air hostess stuff was quite comedic as well. <laughs> and it was using humor to get over pain. Your emotional baggage can be picked up at carousel number two is just such a <laughs> funny line. <laughs> and it's delivered so well. Please too. be careful so that it doesn't fall onto someone you love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, solid song. Really, really liked it. We picked songs that we both liked this week. That's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. I can't believe we did that. We did that. It's incredible. Yeah. And before we finish that little bit, the other song that I mentioned earlier that I wanted you to listen to is Big Star off okay. of Solar Power, which is an entire song dedicated to her dog. You mentioned this one last week. I did. I haven't gotten around she to wrote it yet, with the I dog will. at her feet under the piano pedals and then the dog died. But it's such a heart-wrenchingly beautiful song that is on the surface so happy because you know how happy she was writing it. And then you're just destroyed by the fact that you know that the dog is no longer here. <laughs> I will have to check that one out. And there's a lot of Lords that I feel like I just haven't uncovered yet. Yeah. I dip my toes in every now and then. Yeah. And that song, Secrets From A Girl, is also referencing one of Lord's most popular non-singles by a mile, Ribs, off of her first album. She considers it to be a sister song and she considers Supercut off Melodrama to also be a sister song to Ribs. So it's a bit like they're three songs that are kind of linked in a way. And so she wants to flip Ribs on its head because Ribs is a really kind of sad song overall. It's extremely energetic. So what she did is she took the chord progression off ribs and she did it in reverse for secrets from a girl inverted that's pretty for cool. secrets from a girl yeah that is really cool fun um, fact little known fun fact are you recommending big star for next week or are you picking something else no i was going to make you listen to big star regardless <laughs> <laughs> i think people should just listen to big star anyways okay but i have a song to recommend for you Alrighty. And Hit me with it. continuing with the sort of theme of Peach Fuzz by being young and not being taken seriously, Secrets from a Girl reflecting on those years, and also a bit of Wasteland, Brent Fayez, how some things are quite dark. I'm going to recommend a song to you from three years ago called Sick Thoughts by an artist called Lewis Blissett. It's quite dark as a song, but to write and record and release that at the age of 15 is incredible it's about obviously like being online and kind of how toxic it can be because i think when he was maybe 12 or 13 he was on the voice kids which Mm. obviously isn't the biggest show ever but you'd get a certain amount of attention for something like that and obviously he would get bullied a lot online for his appearance 
because I think by the time he released the song he had built a certain amount of a following between like the voice and he'd do a lot of covers so when he released this song Sick Thoughts which is so electronic and well produced and just like for a 15 year old I think really good even if he wasn't 15 I think it's a good song that's kind of the gist of it and it, it's a bit dark he has one other song called Killing Butterflies and that's fucking dark <laughs> I can't even listen to it and then he just disappeared don't know where the hell he is now but I think Sick Thoughts is a good song and again I was kind of thinking what do I want to recommend this week so I decided to really scroll back like really go far back into my music library and I stumbled across that and that's a song I keep forgetting about because mm. I really enjoyed it at the time I don't think you'll be into the production okay Sick Thoughts, Lewis Blissett. Okay. I can send you a link if you need it. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like my recommendation? I would. You mentioned last week when we were talking about Paolo that you're not usually into songs that are very guitar-based. Yeah. I'm going to give you a song that's guitar-based just to Uh see how you roll with it. So I was trying to figure out, and I'm going to go with Jeremy Oops because I've mentioned him a couple of times already. You've probably already recommended me this song years ago. I don't think I have this particular one. But this song, it's called Underwater Blues. And I was trying to figure out which one to go for. And I didn't really know because I could have gone with the more rap stuff, but I wanted to hit you with a more guitar-based song. So Underwater Blues is a very melancholic song. It is written about a dream that he had. You can kind of take different meanings out of it, so I'm not going to force any one meaning onto this. And I'd just like to see what you think of it. I really enjoyed it. I didn't fully understand it myself until he played it live. Once he played alive and said that it was based on a dream that he had, I was like, yeah, this makes so much sense to me now. Yeah, I've had that happen before where a song didn't make sense until Sing Live. And then when you finally crack the code, oh, great moment. I'd like to precursor. I do like songs that are on guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not just on guitar, but heavily guitar based. Yeah, that's part of why Solar Power, the album, was a challenge for me. Now, I was prepared for it before it came out. Mm. Like, I knew that it was all going to be guitar based. But by then I was very invested in Lord's lyricism and just her culture as an artist. And I enjoyed it. I somehow really, really enjoyed it. I listened Mm. to the whole album last night. I made a CD because she didn't do CDs this era. So I burned (laughs) a CD myself, (laughs) put it in the stereo, deluxe tracks included, and just sat on the sofa for an hour. And it was blissful. I ate chocolate while I was doing it too. There's something so great about savouring a square of chocolate while you're hearing these amazing lines. Just like letting it melt or biting into it? Oh, just letting it melt. Mm. Especially because there's a few little moments and verses in that album that are very special and sweet to me. So it's good to be like savouring something while you do it. Mm. It enhances the whole experience. Speaking of letting chocolate melt though, nothing to do with music here. If you want a little tip, if you're having tea and you have minstrels, Put a minstrel on a spoon, Yeah. dip it into the tea, leave it there for like 30 seconds, take it out and eat the minstrel. Ooh. It melts the inside of the minstrel, but you still have the hard shell. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll try that when winter comes around. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you like melted chocolate, there's a nice top tip. Nice. Thank you. No problem. I'm trying to think who's our sponsor this week. We haven't come up with like a... Our sponsor is... running thing. I had a very uncomfortable time on the bus today, so I'm going to say our sponsor is Berlin's public transport system because they got it right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no. We have to come up with a realistic sponsor. Come on. <laughs> Berlin's public transport doesn't need to sponsor anybody, okay? I mean, neither do our moms, but... <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. Big Jim and the gang. They are our sponsors for the week. If you is ever... this Jim across the road and Dairy Girls? 
No, no, no. it's not. If you ever get into a dance battle yeah. that you're not entirely prepared for uh-huh. and you need a crew, just give Big Jim and the gang a call. Tell them that we sent you and you might get a discount from that. And, uh, you know, he'll have his crew there for the for the dance off. Nice. Thanks, Jim. There we go. Come on. Come on, Big Jim and the gang. Thanks for sponsoring the show. Thank you for sponsoring the show. If you want to get in touch, obviously our favorite method is a handwritten letter that has either been attached to a pigeon or smacked in our faces in person. Yes. Mm. But if you really have to do it electronically. Or, sorry, as well as that, if one of us is wearing a hoodie, you can run up and just drop the letter into the hood. Yeah. While we're not looking. Yeah, definitely. If you want to do it electronically, though, I don't see why anyone would want to. But if they have to, what is the show handle on social media, Connell? At No Rights Podcast mm-hmm. on Twitter and at We Don't Have The Rights on Instagram. And if you want to hit us up on TikTok with something, despite the fact that we have no activity on TikTok, yeah. you can hit us up there. Yes, you, you can. Want. And what's our email? We don't have the rights at gmail.com. Nice. Yeah. If you enjoy this, subscribe and give us a nice five-star rating and a little nice review if you like it. And burn all of our episodes so far onto a CD. Mm-hmm. Slap the CD in our face along with the handwritten letter. And give us chocolate too so we can melt the chocolate in our mouths while playing that CD. Minstrels are just normal chocolate? I was like eating dairy milk. Okay. But minstrels are also god tier, so. Okay, cool. Yeah. Either one. Either one. We'll, we'll accept, accept both. We hit the outro music. La 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 la. Uh, uh, la 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 la